0: What is going on my fitness coaches welcome to another episode of the change eyes make money on the training podcast It's your boy b mark and today i'm joined by my business partner Best friend and homie that has caught in his words what we would call a quote-unquote demon
1: Bro, these fucking colds can fuck off my back right now. I'm not even joking <laughs> It's so funny guys again the words that you speak into the universe become reality All right, whether you want to believe it or not. I was joking around I make it fun of shit. I'm not even really like roasting Brian, but like joking around about how like I only get sick unless it's, if it's near a PT Dom event, is what I said when we were in Dominican. And then of course, as soon as we got back from Dominican, I caught his fucking stomach bug. And I fucking fought that. I probably fucking ate as many pills to take down a fucking hippo to get rid of that fucking goddamn cold. And then the day I got rid of it, I was like, yeah, it's all good. I came home and Cade started sneezing. And I was like, fuck you, little boy. Get up, no no and then he got me sick and now i'm fucking fighting demons off every day bro it's fucking vicious
0: <laughs> it is funny i'm not laughing at you and your sickness that does suck but it's just okay. funny because before the event you're like every time before then i get sick i'm like why would you fucking say that
1: it was way too like I even julia that. was like you're a fucking idiot bro like i was like why the fuck would you even say that and then
0: yeah, man, why, right we away. just don't we don't entertain that kind of language up in this fucking house His all you know
1: fucking bullshit
0: Ah, it's funny. Speaking of events, guys, we are PT Domination All Access. Live event number five is coming up soon. And again, just want to remind you guys, we got Devin Giotto, who is literally the most viral content coach on the fucking planet. There's not a content coach that is better than Devin Giotto, and he's going to be speaking at our event. So if you don't have a ticket, I would highly recommend getting one because it's going to be fucking sick. Okay, it's gonna be sick. Well, let's get into it. Cole, Let's uh, serve some clients today. This is chats where we serve our clients and they ask us questions and we give them answers that hopefully don't suck. What's up, Paige?
2: Hi. Dang, I'm first. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a question that ties into my win. So I know you had seen it on the group and the CLA, Brian, but I took some advice from you from Podchats last week on changing my content because it's kind of been stagnant and not doing much. Yep. Um, so thank you for looking at it very quickly last week. But now I've gotten a lot more views on my content on Facebook and IG, usually very low. And I've had two on IG that hit over 1.6K and some on Facebook that's been over 600, which is awesome. So thank you. Mm. But I'm recreating those. But since different ones are hitting on Facebook and IG, I guess my question is, should I just recreate all of them and post them on all or focus on IG or Facebook
1: specific. Paul, oh, you want to go first? Yeah, I think it's, it's a contextual answer. All right. So hopefully you don't get confused here. And also yeah. hopefully you don't get frustrated. At the end of the day, things are going to hit differently across every individual platform due to the fact that all platforms are different. Right. So my mm-hmm. first initial piece of advice slash question for you is which platform is pulling the most leads for you?
2: I haven't had a lot from either, but any of my challenges always pull Facebook more.
1: So I probably would make Facebook your main priority and then repost across other platforms. And then let's say you have like five types of videos that all hit on Facebook. You're posting like crazy. It's your main priority. But then like three of those videos do well on Instagram, then double down on those videos on Instagram until you see traction there. Does that make sense? Yes. Right. The reason why is because like, let's say like you guys know that I will batch film and I'll post one video across nine different platforms. That video does not do well on every single platform. Okay, it will usually pop up and like see grand success on probably three out of the nine that I reposted on. But the thing is, is that I will also post experimentation content across each platform to see what does better. And a lot of the shit that does see light a day on TikTok doesn't see light a day on Instagram and vice versa, because I'm just hyper aware of what the platforms are actually liking. Does this make sense, Paige?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
1: whatever platform brings you the most leads and gets you the biggest bang for your buck business wise, double down on that one. And then when it comes down to reposting and then trying new things on the other platforms, just listen to what the algorithms are telling you and give it more of that.
2: Okay, because right now I'm just posting everything on every platform. That's fine. Not reporting differently.
0: Just be
1: aware of what's doing well. That's so.
0: what you just said is good. But when you're creating content, if you're getting the most amount of clients from Facebook,
1: then create content
0: Mm -hmm. for Facebook and post on other platforms.
1: Yes. Okay. And then like what some of you guys might be like, Well, how do I grow on Instagram? Well, then again, just like I said, guys, and let me dissect it a little bit more so I can hopefully fucking open your guys' brains. You film strictly for Facebook. All of it's doing well. It's your main platform is doing great. You're reposting everything on Instagram, but Mm -hmm. only 50% of it is hitting. Do a self audit all the shit that is hitting and then film some extra content for Instagram specifically based off of the analytics that you've been auditing. Make sense, Paige?
4: Yes, makes sense.
1: Perfect. And then this is how you guys can start to feed the platforms what they need in order to see the success necessary. Perfect.
0: Perfect.
4: Be- Thank you.
1: You're
0: welcome. Congratulations on making some changes and seeing some positive uptake. I
5: like that.
4: Thank you.
0: You're welcome. Hello, Braylon. I heard you're as sick as Colas from my EA.
1: I'm sick, bro. All right. We're good.
4: <laughs> I'm so fucking sick. Can you hear me?
1: You sound better <laughs> than me. You I. Right.
4: Um yeah, today I feel like 10% better. So that's a win. That is my win for the day. So I have I have a like a contextual question. I have a lot of clients that come to me with mental health struggles. And I think it's because I feel like I know your guys' answer, but I'm just gonna say it because I want to talk about it. I struggle with my mental health at times. I'm very honest about it on social media. And I'm assuming the reason why I'm getting clients that struggle with mental health, or at least are open about it with me, is because I'm open about it on social media. I'm also having a hard time keeping my clients consistent because they struggle with their mental health so much. So, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I don't necessarily have a question. I just wanted to maybe like talk about it. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Can I
0: ask you a question? Yeah. How do you deal with your mental health issues?
4: Yeah. So, like, I go to therapy on a weekly basis. I'm very much try to practice like my routines and stuff. And I tell my clients all of these things. So I'm very like honest and transparent, but it's hard to like ask someone to get help when they don't want to help themselves quite yet. You know what I mean? Yep.
0: Yeah. So this is a good point. First things first is I think it's knowing what your what your responsibilities are and what they aren't. Like it's not your responsibility to take care of your client's mental health. It's theirs.
4: I know. I said to Curtis, my fiance yesterday, I was like, sometimes I can't even take care of my own mental health. So how the heck am I supposed to take care of not, 63 other babies? It's, <laughs> it's,
0: that is that is not your responsibility. Your responsibility is to do a training plan, a meal plan, and hold them accountable. And if you're having a hard time doing that because they're struggling with their mental health, then your responsibility is to refer them to an expert that can help them. And being like, it is highly in integrity. If a client is like struggling with their mental health and they're not able to stick to their workout plan to be like, Sarah, you need to book a therapy session this week because the reason that you're struggling to stay consistent with your nutrition is because of the mental health stuff that you're dealing with. And like, this is something that I'm not an expert in and I can't help you because I'm, I deal with this myself and I go to therapy for this. That's responsible.
4: I find I have a hard time being very blunt. With like, you said it like that, like you said it very confidently, you need to get this like you need, you need help, essentially, is what you said. Yeah. And this needs to be a priority for you. I have a hard time saying that, without I feel like it's sounding like I'm coming off like a fucking cunt. So, so, that's,
0: so I want to add one more thing. And I have a feeling I know what Cole's gonna say, I might guess, but I'm gonna say one more thing. The reason that I have a very easy time communicating that, Bray, is I believe that it's not my responsibility. Where I don't right. know if you believe that it's not your responsibility.
4: I definitely do It's hard. Right?
0: This is the thing. Change Jobs Academy. We're awesome. We're going to help you change your life. It's not my responsibility, as an example, to show up on time for the fucking, fucking pod chats. That's your responsibility. It's not my responsibility right. to post on your social media for you. That's not my responsibility. It's my responsibility to show up to these calls with energy, passion, intensity, enthusiasm. And it's your responsibility to do the work. If you're not doing the work, I can't come through the computer screen and make you post. So I'm not going to feel bad if you're not posting on social media and you're not doing your part. That's not my responsibility. Right. Right. And so like understanding yeah. what your role is and what their role is, is super fucking important because if they're not carrying their 50 bricks, you can't carry yours. Guys, it would be the same thing as like if you had a client and then your client, you find out your client's diabetic two weeks in and they didn't tell you. It's like, you can't help them. That's not your responsibility. You can no longer help this person. You need to refer them to an expert that can't help them. Does that make sense?
4: Yeah. Cool. yeah and six sense
1: honestly, I just have a very simple question that I would like you to answer, Brian. I don't know if you'll be able to answer it quickly, so I don't know if this is the place for it. But why do you feel like you have such a hard time holding a boundary and giving individuals quote unquote, tough love in those situations?
4: I want uh, my clients to like me
1: mm. so this is where, and I'm gonna say something, know that it's said with love. I feel like you need to do a lot more internal work before you even think about helping another individual with their fucking mentality and what they're going through. Why? Because from love, I know that you can't take love for shit. Because me and you have had deep Ain't conversations. That? I'm like tough love. Me and you've had oh, some tough conversations. It. Yes. Yeah. Where it's like, no, for but sure. I don't even I see it as tough that. love. Right. I and I don't even that. see it as tough love. I'm just, I'm just being honest with you. Where like you see it a different way, but it's like you need to be able to accept in order to give in a big way. You also need to be able to set boundaries with self in order to set boundaries with others. Does everybody understand this? Or it's like, I don't, Bray, you could say anything to me, anything across the board. And I know that you wouldn't be doing it to hurt me. You'd just be like, this is how I feel, or this is my boundary, or this is my perspective. And I'd be like, okay, sounds good. I understand. But it's very hard to do that for others when we feel a certain way about self. So we need to give to self before we give to others. We need to hold boundaries with self in order to hold boundaries with others. You feel me?
4: No, totally. Yeah. I can only go to therapy so many many times on a weekly basis. I've gone through a lot of fucking childhood trauma myself. So I'm very much working on it. I'm just trying to find out, like figure out like a temporary solution while I do that, you know? So, but.
1: So you need to also learn how to share from growth and not share from pain and hopefully this makes sense mm-hmm. to everybody on the call if any of you guys lose me or brian if you lose me here let me know because this is a little bit of a broader subject in order to share story and not play quote-unquote pity me and attract individuals that are playing pity me we need to share from growth hence you cannot share something you have not overcame you cannot share something that you have not overcome. You cannot share something that you haven't grown through. Because if you start sharing something that you haven't grown through, you attract other individuals that are still playing that same card, that are still stuck in their same mindset. People who technically can't be helped, not because they're helpless, but because they are not ready for the help because they haven't overcame the problem. Does this make sense, Bray? Yeah. Like we can't want sense. to grow if our legs are still broken in the pond. We have to yes. first get our right. legs fixed. So right. from so you sharing from your what trauma, I've
4: experienced and sorry,
1: no, I was just going to say from you sharing that quote unquote trauma that you just said, or any pain that you're dealing with, I need you to only share the shit you've overcame. All right. Because if you just yeah. express all the time of what you are going through that you haven't been able to fix, that's where you get the people that are playing the quote unquote pity card that can't do the fucking work.
4: Okay. I can do that. You feel me? That's helpful. Yeah. Thank you. Just because, like, I'm super vulnerable on social media, and that's, I, that's what gets me clients. Like, one hundred percent, that's where, mm-hmm. that's where I get leads. I know that I can, like, just do daily vlogs or just be talking about my life, and I get lost, like instantly. But I don't want to overshare, and so that helps me to, like create that boundary of yes, like knowing what to talk about. So thank you.
5: Got you, girl. I see okay. you. Love you guys. Last, last
0: thing I just want to say about this is. In a relationship, you guys, relationships are always exchanges, right? Like there's like an open channel between me and you right now, Bray. Like me and you were talking, there's an open channel. And I need to know like in the channel what, you know, what our roles are in the relationship. And I need to make sure that I'm not taking responsibility for your role. Because I can't do your job for you. And so we have an open channel. And if like our channel is based off of an exchange of value. And if I'm giving you value and I'm showing up for the calls, like if I'm doing my part, which I know that you're doing your part as a coach, at some point, relationships are based off of exchange of value and your people need to be doing their part. And if they're not doing their part for whatever reason, we need to address that. And if they're not doing their part because of mental issues that you can't help with, and it's at that point, be like, I really want to help you, but I can't. Here's my recommendation for you because what you're going through right now is not my responsibility. It's yours and you need to work on this so that we can work together. Okay. Cool. I,
4: I yeah, that's really helpful. I did actually. So last week, I had a client who's really struggling with like essentially binge eating, and I was just I said to her straight up, "This is the first time that I practice like setting a small boundary. I was just like, I am not a therapist. I can't help you with this. I can only give you so many tips, but I want you to go talk to somebody. So that's uh that makes sense. she was just draining so much out of me, and I'm just like, I can't do anything else. Yeah. So. Energy exchange. Okay. Thank you
6: guys.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. I love that. Got you. Selena. What's up?
6: Hey, yo. Dang, that was good, guys. That was really good. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So I posted a video last week and it was about like a dill pickle salad, like remake, healthier version from Costco kind of thing. And it has done super well. I've got probably like 130 followers from it. I've messaged all of them, like, same thing, like Hey, name. uh, Thanks for the follow. Hopefully you get value from my content. Are you here for results or just like to watch the content kind of thing? But none of them are transferring to new clients. Like I've have a couple ongoing conversations, but I feel like I'm going through the script, like they're opening up, like it's, it's good. And then it gets to the end of being like, would you like some help? And they are like, no, like, I think I'm good right now. Like, I definitely want to like do this before I go ahead with this kind of thing. And I'm like, okay, Uh, and then I'll like kind of do a follow up of like, why do you think you haven't done this yet? And then they'll just like drop off.
0: This is a great question. I'm going to take this call. I got this one completely. So this like, I want you guys to think about, I just, it's funny if you're in the 10K mastermind, I got a whole fucking course coming up for you guys. It's just about, this This has been on my brain. So we're going to talk about buyer psychology for a second. I want you to think about this for a second, Selena. So let's say you are fit. You go out to a coffee shop and you're wearing this, like this outfit and it's like attracting attention. And somebody's like, oh, I love that outfit. And you're like, oh, thanks so much. That's uh, that's awesome. And you're like, yeah, cool. Like, if I might have ask a couple questions about your fitness journey to see if I can help you? And they're like, yeah, sure, whatever. And then you get into a conversation with them in the coffee shop. You just met them. What do you think the chances of you selling them a fitness program are if you just met them in a coffee shop? Yeah, minimal. Zero. It's like zero. And so we got to understand buyer psychology works like that online, too. They saw a video of yours. They fuck with you. So they followed you. But just because they followed you doesn't mean they're ready to purchase. Does that make sense? Yeah, They don't have an established relationship with you yet. They're a cold lead. Like there's seven levels of leads. You guys want to write this down. Complete stranger, level one. Level two is cold lead. Level three is warm lead. Level four is hot lead. Level five is buyer. Level six is repeat buyer. Level seven is lifetime customer. So on the spectrum that we just talked about, you took a complete stranger to a cold lead. That's great. That means we're on the right track. But now we need to deliver the value. How do we give this person more value? And so if the video is about like, what was it about, Selena? Sorry.
6: Um, just a recipe. Recipe video.
0: Recipe, cool. So if it's a recipe, you're getting followers. What I would do as a follow-up is be like, hey, I also just wanted to say thanks for the follow. I super appreciate it. I've got this uh, recipe book that I usually only give to my clients. I usually charge for this, but because you followed me and you're awesome, I want to send it to you for free as long as you promise you'll look at it. Is that fair? Totally fair. Bam, send a recipe book. Now they're going to read the recipe book. Maybe in the recipe book, you put some testimonials of some clients that you've worked with, right? And they read the recipe book. Now they're consuming your content. Now they actually like you. Now they start engaging with your content. Then seven days later, you like send them a message. You're like, hey, like, have you tried any of the recipes? They're like, no, I haven't had the time. I honestly, am super busy and I don't really make time for my fitness. And you're like, totally cool. I, I get it. Mind if I ask a couple of questions, see if I can help? Bam. Does that make sense? Does that feel good?
6: Yeah, it's fucking funny because like I've been in this uh, in the mentorship for like a year and we were taught this like in the very beginning and then I was like, Oh, like they followed me for my reel. This is a warm lead. And I was like, No, it's cold. That's
0: cool, dude. And everybody writes this in the chat. Business isn't about doing more things, it's about doing the right things more. <laughs> yeah. it's about doing yeah. the right things more. Dude, sometimes we need to be reminded, not taught. So that's why yeah,
6: for sure. Okay. So sorry, you when like they follow you, you send them a message and you just like say thanks and then I would assess the temperature
0: of the lead. So here's what you're going to do. Somebody follows you. You're going to send a message. They're going to reply based on the temperature of the lead is how you're going to react. And so as an example, let's say you send somebody a message, they just followed you. And then they're like, Oh my God, Selena, I love your content. I've literally like, you're actually working with one of my friends, Sarah, and she loves your program. I've like, I've been looking for your Instagram page. Is that a hot, warm, or cold lead? That's hot. That's hot. So we need to treat that lead differently. And somebody that like we send them a message and we're like, hey, thanks so much for the follow, Sarah. Like, how's your journey going? Blah, blah, blah. And they're like, good. That's a super cold lead. They're responding. So they're obviously interested on some level, but they're still super cold. So in that case, we need to warm them up. So you need to pay attention to the temperature of the lead. Most of the time, aka 90 to 95% of the time, somebody that just follows you is a new lead. The only exception is if they're a referral or they listen to your podcast or their YouTube or they like found your page through a friend or whatever. But most of the time, people that follow you are cold leads. You need to warm them up and nurture them and give them value.
2: Okay. Thank you.
0: Okay. Very
6: nice. (laughs) You're on the
0: right path because you're getting followers. Now you just need to
6: nurture. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Thanks.
7: You're welcome. Anthony, what's up? What's going on, guys? Probably have a bunch of questions for you, really. So Instagram's still popping off, so I have the good problems, right? All the leads. So my main issue really is being able to handle leads at this point. So it's like, when do I hire a team? Because obviously I ain't shit yet, but I have 45, 46 clients, and I struggle to have intentional DMs with all these leads coming in. Yep. Like, how do I balance non-negotiable 25 versus I have a hundred messages that I have to reply to and be intentional to. Yeah,
0: so I've got a couple suggestions. First things first is if you hire a team without being diligent with your time, you're gonna struggle. Mm -hmm. And so step number one, bro, is like, you need to adjust to this new workload and find a flow that works with this new level. Because when you hire a team, you're going to be training your team and training your team takes time. So if you don't have a handle on this flow, then you're not going to be able to hire a team and train them effectively because it's like people think about hiring a team, but they don't actually know like how much goes into it. Like there's a lot that goes in. You basically need to recreate yourself in whatever role that you're trying to teach. So if you're trying to hire a team to help you with DM outreach, like you literally need to train that person to talk and speak exactly like you. And like how long did it take you to fucking learn DMs, right? But you're heavily invested because the more that you learn, the more that you make. It's like your team isn't really like that. So it's like, it takes a lot of time and energy. So step number one is not hire a team. Step number two is to get like, you need to get a handle on your schedule. When I say get a handle on your schedule, when you come here, you should be like, yep, yeah, I'm booking about five to 10 calls per week. Every week I have a consistent flow. Like I'm like, I've got a handle on the leads coming in. I'm getting a lot of leads, but I've got good systems to track and manage them. I'm like, we're at 45 to 50 clients right now. We could use a little bit of work on the delivery. Like right now you're like, when do I hire a team because things are chaotic? But mm-hmm. because things are chaotic, you shouldn't be hiring a team. Things are chaotic, so you need to get a handle on this new level. Once you've got a handle, your time and your schedule, then we can think about hiring team.
7: Okay, yeah, I wasn't. I was wanted your opinion on that. I'm not saying I necessarily yeah. want to, but so more so, better get better with my time still. Okay, other question. See, there's a little bit of a sales question. So I'm attracting kind of guys that are in sales coming in. Um, And the DM script or the phone call script itself, obviously, parts of it can appear scripty at times. So, how do you sell to someone that's versed in sales? I know selling is really closing the gap to the problem, right? But like, what parts of the script can I condense down so it's we're not on the phone for you know an hour and it kind of seems a little lengthy in a sense?
0: Great question. I'm gonna follow that question up with a question. You said widen the
7: gap, widen the gap between what? Like why he needs my program, nope. right? Nope. Why he can't do it on his own. Essentially. Nope. There's only two things you widen the gap between. I'll give you a hint. You use it in your content too. Well, I mean, there's, there's like the knowledge aspect, right? I mean, your problem and solution- no, it's This is
0: good. This is good because if you understand this, you'll know what questions to ask. Pain and vision. You're widening the gap between the pain and the vision.
7: Mm-hmm. Yep
0: between all the pain that you're in and all the vision that you're in. So like that's sales sales is you're in all this pain. You could be in this vision and we're going to widen the gap. So when you're asking questions, you're asking questions. So like, how long have you been struggling with your fitness goals? Let's play a game right now. I'm not going to use a script. Anthony, how long have you been struggling with your fitness goals with losing 20 pounds Uh, for about like two years now? Oh, two years. That's a, that's a long time. Okay. Mm -hmm. What have you tried that hasn't worked?
7: I usually starve myself a little bit so i go like down to you know 1800 calories and then it works i lose like 20 pounds and then life hits me in the face fall my ass and i rebound yeah that's not fine like losing weight and then gaining it all back and then feeling super discouraged that's
0: not a fun feeling eh?
7: Hmm. yeah i mean it sucks uh, yeah yeah you
0: know how does that make you feel you know like knowing that you put in all that work to lose that weight and you end up gaining it all back
7: yeah i mean uh, when i look in the mirror right it's not I can do better than that in a sense. So it's definitely frustrating.
0: Yeah, I, I get it. And like, you seem like the type of guy that's a high performer, that's why you do well in sales. And like, you know, what happens if you don't fix this?
7: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess then I might lose the weight in a little bit and then I might rebound again. That's, that's kind of what, I, what I've been going down back and forth.
0: Well, based on what you're telling me right
7: now, you're gonna lose the weight and you're gonna gain it all back. Is that something that you wanna do? Or are you willing to make a change right now? I definitely don't wanna gain it back. I definitely wanna make a change right now. You what I'm doing? Yeah, no, I get it. Pain,
0: pain, 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 pain. I'm like, I don't even have a script. I'm just like, I'm you're getting pain and I'm just expanding on it. I'm just fucking going deeper in that rabbit hole. And then when we transition, it's like, okay, cool. So now that I know, you know, what's been holding you back, let's talk a little bit about what you want. You know, you mentioned to Mm me that you want to lose 20 pounds. Why is that important to you? And then I just do the same fucking track on the other way.
4: Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. And then when we get the same track, we're like, now i got the pain. Now i got the vision. Now I'm like, okay, why haven't you been able to figure this out on your own? You're a smart guy why is it taking you two years?
8: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And that's, that's it. You're widening the gap between the pain and the vision. So how you keep it short is you like you attack a pain, you go deep on the pain. Why now? Mm-hmm. It's important. What happens if you don't make a change? Then you go on the vision, you attack the vision, you go deep on the vision. Like, why is that important to you? Why do you want to make a change? Why haven't you been
7: able to figure this out on your own off of the service? Mm-hmm. And, and if they go, if they go down the route, like, Oh, it's not that important. Then it's like, okay, fuck off.
0: If it's not that important, be like yeah. then this isn't the right. I'm not the right coach for you. I can refer you to somebody right. has cookie cutter programs if that's what you'd like, or if you want to actually, right. is that what you want? Or do you actually want to change your fucking life? Like, why are we on this call? Okay. Like if somebody's in the DMs with me and they're like, I'm not interested in growing my coaching business. I'm like, okay, cool. Then go listen to my podcast. Like, why are you asking yeah. me questions? Yeah. Right. Okay. Makes sense. Is that helpful? Yeah. And can I ask one more question? You've been taking up a lot of
7: time, so it better be like ten seconds. Go. So. I'm recording a ton of content. Gym owner wants me to record content for a business he's part of, but he wants to plug my online coaching with it. What's the best way to do that? So, gym owner wants to promote you in his gym. He wants to promote part of one of his gym-related businesses. I can't go too into the deets on it, Buzz, but he you get literally paid a
1: lot of fucking money for it.
7: What's in it for you? plugging
0: that he would plug my online services with it but what's in it for you that's not like that could be like plugging your online service like you're actually filming content for it you know what i mean like you are giving tangible value plugging your online service like i'm plugging your online service right now you're my fucking podcast
1: right but you're not getting
7: any value from that right what's your
1: instagram also wait pause like actually say your instagram because that's what's what's
7: your what's your instagram it's it's my name anthony anisimov and there you then. go. You got more fucking value from that plug it. than you oh, did okay. anything
1: else. So there that, needs to be a tangible you're giveaway. You're
0: not actually value if you're not getting anything,
1: right? Like, yo, I'm going to be straight. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to leave names out of it. Somebody recently asked to be, do a podcast personally with Brian and myself. And Brian's answer specifically was, what's the value for us? And they're like, well, I promote you on our socials. And I'm like, oh, love, you got a thousand followers, homie. That's not fucking value to me. <laughs> like, I, what, what's the tangible give back, right? Like, are you, oh, you're going to yeah. plug me. I love you. You got a thousand fucking followers. That value exchange is not equal. Yep. Yeah. So like if you can figure out
0: something that would be tangibly beneficial for you, AKA an example, be like, okay, cool. I'll do videos for you, but I want to put up posters in your gym that have a QR code that lead to a DM with me. And then if somebody wants a free meal plan, they can shoot me a DM. Yep. Get it? it. Yeah,
1: absolutely. In it for you. Mm. This is like the supplement thing. Rep all my supplements and I'll give you free protein. Go fuck yourself. Okay, absolutely not. That's fucking no, makes no sense. Makes sense? Okay. Yeah, I took enough time. Thank you guys. Cool. Appreciate you. What's up, Mikey? What's going on, guys?
0: Dude, I'm going to see you at the fucking event. That's what's going on.
5: Yeah, man. I signed up. I, I paid for the ticket yesterday. I'm amped. So, my question is something like, Ray, let's say 60% of my clients are not doing what I want them to do. All the clients that are doing their job, train 50 bricks, obviously, to renew it with me. I have, let's say, 10 clients that aren't doing what they want, like what I want them to do. If they're missing the workouts, if they're missing their check ins or their nutrition. Now I'm trying to get them on track. I've had phone calls with them, but I, it's frustrating. Now I'm trying to get them like a green
1: light, but I just can't fucking do it. Any way I can figure this out? So, well, my first initial question would be again, I'm going to get you to repeat yourself, even though you just said it, because I want to make sure. How many clients do you have actively? Uh, 28. 28. Out of those 28, how many individuals are not doing what you want them to do?
5: I would say at least 10.
1: At least 10. So, what we need to ask ourselves is number one, are we giving them the necessary resources in order to see the success that they need to see? Yes. Okay, awesome. Number two is, are you a sufficient enough leader in order to lead them? Yep. Okay, dope. So, like, this is the thing. If we're giving them all the fucking tools necessary and we're pouring into their cup based off of what they need, not what they think we think they need then we're doing our due diligence there. The only other way that we can fucking rectify this problem is by becoming a leader that's so inspirational slash leads by the core values that they follow suit. If you're doing all of that, then focus on the individuals that are actually putting work in your fucking program because you can't help everybody regardless of how many people pay you money. I want to jump
0: in. Um, so there's two types of clients that aren't green light. This is important. I want you guys to fucking take notes. There's clients that aren't green light that aren't happy. Mm-hmm. And there's clients that aren't green light that are happy. Because mm-hmm. my definition of green light is you show up, you do the fucking work, you like check into your meal plan, you're doing your shit. That's my definition. I'm like, I want you to lose weight. I want you to get in the best shape of your fucking life. That's my definition of green light because I'm a green light motherfucker. That's what I do. That being said, somebody might be in your program, Mike, and they might be doing two out of three workouts of the week. And they might be following their nutrition plan 60 to 80% instead of 100%. And they might be healthier than they used to be six months ago. And that might make them happy. Yep. Does that make sense? Now, well, yes. If somebody's bitching and complaining, they're like, I'm not losing weight. I do no matter what I do. I can't lose weight, blah, blah, blah. And they're not green light. They're like yellow or red light. That's where it's like, if, they're, if the answer is no, then it's like, dude, we've got two options. Option number one is you start following your shit. Option number two is you find a different coach because I can't make you do the work. So like I have a three strike rule with my clients. If you're a red light client and you're complaining, it's like, okay, let's have a conversation. Let's get you back on track because I'm a good person and I want you to succeed. Conversation number two is like this: is the last chance I'm going to give you to get your shit back on track because I can't care about your goals more than you do. Conversation number three is
5: like I can't help you anymore until you're willing to help yourself. See, it's people—they're not complaining; it's they're not doing anything on their end. So, with me giving the workouts and nutrition on Trainerize, I don't cheat shit. So, for weeks on end, even with me checking in every single day,
1: they're not doing anything.
5: That's not your and
1: job. Not- so wait, dude, and this—that's why I said like. Some of them, you just got to let them do that, okay? I'll tell you right now, my coach probably hates my fucking gut sometimes. Why? Because I don't need a fucking babysitter, homie, all right? I just needed a workout program and a nutrition program, and then I check in with him once a week. Now, I at least do that because he understands my mentality, but I know Brian's the same fucking way, guys, right? He's gotten a little bit better in his fitness journey, but like he's the same way as me. I just need someone to give me the fucking plan so I don't need to think about it. Why? Because I'm a busy person. So there we go. I'd get my plan. I'd do the fucking work. Out of those 10 people, I bet you, you probably have maybe half, maybe a little bit less that don't need you to check in with them. They just want to do the fucking work. And some of them have just dropped the fuck off. But you can only do so much. Right now, it sounds like you're doing everything fucking properly. Feel me? Yeah. So everybody write this in the chat. I can't control their actions.
0: Exactly. You can't control their actions. You can create a container where the right actions are easier. but you can't control somebody's actions. I can't make you guys post on social media. Nope. I can fucking encourage you and I can tell you guys that if you don't post, you're dumb, but I can't (laughs) can't make you post. It's not my, I can't, I can't, no matter how much I try. Uh, So it's my job as a coach to make sure that it's the best fucking content, that we're supporting you as much as we possibly can, that we're helping you when you fall off track and it's your job to do the work. My job is to facilitate fucking program where doing the work is fun. It's exciting. People cheer you on. I got your back. Your job is to fucking work. 50-50. 50-50.
5: Helpful? So, yeah, for sure. Now, with the clients that, like, I, I had a message with one of them this morning, and it's more of her mindset and her, like, she sucks in her past. And I told her, like, I have clients that are beyond, like, her weight she is right now. I'm like, and she asked me if I can reach out to that lady and to see if they can talk together. Like, they can share their stories and, like, keep them accountable together. Is that a good idea? Yep. I love that idea. If the other lady's open to it. Okay. 100%. I love that idea.
0: I'm sure I've connected to some of you guys when you're struggling. I've even said, like, can you message this person? Didn't I get somebody to message you, Mike? Um, you- I messed somebody, yes. Yes, right. So it's like, yes, that's a fucking great idea. Corey, exactly. That's a great okay. idea. That's what I just did on fucking podcasts. So obviously, you've got to have their permission, right? Because you know, some of your clients might be more private. But if you can get your clients' permission back, and the way that I get it is like, hey, one of our girls in a program is struggling, and I was talking about your story because it's super inspiring. And she was wondering if she could like just meet you. And you don't have to say yes, but I think that your story is really inspiring and I think you could help her out. She'll say yes to that. Okay, that helps. Thank You're you. You're very welcome. We'll see you at the event, brother. Well, good, well, I'll probably see you next week too. But Yes.
8: Peace. What's
0: up, Leah?
2: Hey, guys. How's it going?
0: Best day of our lives. How are you doing?
2: Good. Thanks for asking. Actually wanted to start off with a win. Last week was the best week for me. I signed five clients, which I've never done before. So I was freaking juiced about that. I love that. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. I mean all thanks to you guys and, you know, so thank you. And basically my question is is I've kind of been thinking about it, but obviously like want to get your guys' advice. Sometimes when I'm on calls with people, like they ask about in-person training and, you know, that was kind of something like I got away from because I didn't have a facility to do it and I was kind of doing it under like another gym. Now I do have somewhere to train people. I'm wondering like If that's a good idea or if I should be like focusing on online, for me, it's like I love in person, I just didn't like doing it under someone else. And I was kind of thinking that, like, you know, I could do in person and provide them a nutrition program once they're comfortable with it. Because I see that a lot is like people are like, yeah, I want to be in person because I'm scared to even touch a weight. So that's kind of what I'm conflicting with, thinking of. And I'd love your guys' advice.
1: Go ahead, Cole do whatever the fuck you want to do. Okay. My advice. Like, listen, the reason why is because it sounds like you have a part of you that still wants to fucking do it. I'll tell you right now, I would rather take this fucking Stanley bottle and shove it in my eye socket than ever train somebody in person again, because the return in value is just not there. Why? Mm -hmm. Because to take an hour to two hours of my day to go train an individual in a gym or in a space, even that I own, we own a 20,000 square foot facility. Makes no fucking sense. Why? Because then I can't sit on a call with how many people are on this call right now? 62, 62. sixty-two people. That means I get to pour into sixty-two individuals in sixty minutes instead of one for sixty minutes. Not to mention, if I go all the way to the gym, it's a fifteen-minute commute to the gym, a sixty-minute training session plus fifteen to thirty minutes of bullshit because we're just gonna talk before and afterwards. Then a fifteen-minute commute back here, which takes away time for my wife and my kid. Right yeah. now. It doesn't sound like you have that much resistance. So if you like it, then go ahead and do it. For me, I would refuse to. So you just got to ask yourself, like, what do I want my life to look like?
2: Mm -hmm.
4: What do
1: I want to do with my life? If it's, I want to do a mixed hybrid, then run it. If it's, I want the absolute most amount return when it comes down to my time and my money, then do everything online because it's the superior way of training in my perspective.
2: Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Thank you so much.
1: Mm -hmm. I agree with everything you said. I know you do. <laughs> you think exactly the same way in that
2: shape. I had a feeling this is what you guys were going to say. So that's kind of why, you know, I wanted to talk about it. Obviously, Yeah. Do
1: you like, if you want to do it, run it, like fucking kill it. Like Kenny's still got his gym. Sometimes he'll have people come roll through in his fucking fitness facility. It's dope. If you can run it and you want to go for it. It's just, it depends on what you guys want to do. All right.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys.
0: You're welcome. Thanks for sharing. That. I appreciate you building businesses is about building the life. You love you guys. And Cole and I were doing VIP coaching for, with our clients, like our clients that were making 25 to $50,000 a month. We had an offer that was super high ticket offer. It was like 50 grand for six months. We had 10 clients that were working with us and we didn't like it. So we stopped doing it even though it was like, and that's what, that's the thing. Cause like in-person coaching can like seem like more money. Like, Oh, it's like more money. It's like, it was more money, but it wasn't more fun. Because I would rather do Elite Mansion Masterminds or I'd rather do PG nomination events. Like those are a lot more fun for me. So you have to pay attention to what you want to do. And sometimes you'll do it, Leah, and you'll do it. And you're like, okay, cool, maybe I'll do it. And then like seven or eight sessions in, you're like, I fucking hate this. Then transition. But maybe you do it and you're like, I love this. This is fun. You know what I mean? So I think it's like, you have to decide what you want and lean into that. Yeah. Sup, Sammy?
9: Hello. Hope you guys are having a good day. I'm excited to be here. Last time I was on pod chats was when I cried because I needed a breakthrough. I needed to like figure out how to like chill a little bit and stop forcing everything. And it's still a work in progress. I'm not going to lie, but I did buy my ticket to the event. So I'm coming to in May. Yeah. So I'm super excited about that. Yep. Booked our Airbnb today. Bray and Selena and I are going to stay together. So that's super fun. Um, And then yeah, so very very cool. We're we're excited. I'm super stoked. Um, and I feel like I'm just making progress for sure with like my mindset and things like that. But love that. Anywho, um, love my question for you guys today is more so about just lead generation and like getting new eyeballs to my account because right now I'm really really focused on Instagram. That's where most of my leads come from is Instagram. So I still post on Facebook. Still post on TikTok and like you know, chat with people there. And I went to content audits probably about like five-ish weeks ago and talked to Cole about my content and like trying to get new eyeballs to my my page and doing things that were working. So if I was getting, you know, good views on a, a certain video, okay, let's like double down on that or good engagement on a certain video. And I've been doing that and I'm getting decent views. Like I'm not going to lie. I'm getting like, you know, a thousand to 2000 views on my videos, which is great. I did kind of a self audit and felt like my page was boring and like very just like fitness, 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 like nothing else was really like in the mix and maybe people couldn't like figure out like, Oh, who's Sammy actually. And like, what is so cool about her versus like the next online trainer. So I've tried to incorporate more of my personality in, and, like things that I like outside of fitness into my account and try to, I guess, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out like what my personal brand is so that when I get you know, 2000 views on a video, 500 of those people are my followers, 1500 people are not my followers. How how do I get them to like convert to actual followers? Because that in my head is like, okay, your content is just obviously very shitty, if people are seeing it, but they are not following you. So like, I just feel a little stuck, because the same people are liking my content, they're commenting, it's all the same people. So when I go through to do, you know, lead generating conversations with people, It's the same people all the time that I'm talking to, or it's just like my family members who are my avatar that are like supporting my content. So I just want to get more people to my page. And I'm just like having a hard time doing that. And I'll still try to create conversations with people through, you know, responding to stories, but similar to what Selena said, like, I'm not just going to start a conversation with someone about their dog and then be like, do you want my help on your fitness journey? So yeah, that was Mm -hmm. a mouthful, but there you go.
0: So first things first, let's talk about brand. So you're saying your page is boring, and I just want to like, you have to identify what makes you you. And mm-hmm. so before we can start sharing our story, you need to identify what makes you you. And so right. definition of like, like, I want to take a logical perspective to like an emotional experience, because what makes you you is like emotional, like, who are you? That's like more emotional. But I want yeah. you to think logically, like, what were some of the pains and problems that you went through in your fitness journey? And what are some of the, you know, goals and aspirations that you had when you first started? And what are some of the things that you used to struggle with when you first started? And what are some of the things that you stand for as a person? What are some of the right. things you stand against as a person? What do you do outside of the gym? Do you have a significant other? If you have a significant other, can you guys do content about couples? Let's do like, because like, as an example, like there's two different types of content, guys, there's awareness content and there's conversion content. And right. awareness content is designed to get eyeballs and it has nothing to do with fitness. As an example, Kirsten and I did a video talking about our sex life. And that video has 4 million views, it has nothing to do with fucking anything. But that piece of content gets 4 million views. People that are in relationship, everybody's in a relationship or they want to be in a relationship or they have a partner or a sex partner. So that relates to everybody. People come to my page and then they start watching my other stuff. So it sounds to me like you're really good at conversion content, aka value content. So my mm-hmm. question for you is like, how do we generate more awareness? Like, what can we share about you that's going to, like, I can't tell you what your brand is, only you can tell you what your brand is. Because mine and Cole's yeah. brand is very different. Like I use a lot of like quirky, funny shit in my videos that I think is hilarious, and like imagine Cole calls calling somebody a fucking dork in their videos, it would just be weird, and it's it's weird for me to be as aggressive as Cole, and so like the answer like I can't give you the answer. You need to identify what you want your brand to be about. Brace wears like chucker in her videos, and she's super vulnerable. That's her brand. Yeah, I think you're like what you're saying is you're still finding your voice, right? Yes, and like for my advice, and Cole's going to give you some too. My advice is to. Identify some of the parts of you that make you you, and then experiment finding your voice. Like, this is like you should be in experimentation mode, like mm-hmm. trying out different shit, trying out humor as hooks instead of just right. regular hooks, trying out relationship content, seeing if that works and not changing the okay. whole content strategy. But, like, if you're doing 10 reels a week, two of them are experimentation reels. Okay, I'm going to try a couples reel. I'm going to talk about something super deep and emotional. Does that make sense?
9: Yeah, totally. And I've started doing that. So I Bray posted it in the chat, but my partner and I, we did some like connection, just like couple related content together. That's like more shareable. And of course it did very well. Like it's one of my highest views videos right now on my page and like the most shared video. Now, did I get any followers from it? No. And I know it was like the first time we did it. So I can't expect to just like it be, it's a one-off Um, or it, I don't, can't expect people to follow me just after one video posting it. And I've started to incorporate more of like fashion into it because I'm very passionate about like fashion and like that sort of thing so I'm trying to do that I'm trying to experiment with it so it's good to know like okay that's like I'm on the right track to potentially figuring out what that brand is because yeah I still I just all my stuff that I'm posting that's value based of course is converting clients because I'm still getting clients but it's just the same people liking and commenting so yeah trying to get new people to to come to my page where you know I'm not having that right now Corey, you want to that, that makes sense. Well,
1: I don't know when you posted this couple thing because I just went back in your content all the way past December and I didn't see a post. So when did you do this?
9: Um, it was I think a week ago.
1: Okay, maybe I'm tripping because I can't. Yeah, it
9: was. Um, I don't
4: know the baseline of what I want to see
1: is first and foremost, I want you to go to the analytics of it, scroll down in the video of the analytics, and see if you actually didn't get any follows or if you did. I'd be surprised if you didn't get any if it's the most viewed video in your entire page. It's a new insight that you guys can actually view on all Instagram posts. Now click on the post itself, click on insights and scroll to the bottom. Okay, here it is. Yeah. The breakdown. Yeah, I those. got it.
9: It says, um, post. like I didn't get, I didn't get any followers from it. I look at that.
1: Cool. So yeah. that, what we would look at though, is the fact that it did well. So 2,512 views. That's awesome. Let's do more in the aspect of it's still fitness related. Something I am going to say that's pretty blunt, though, and I don't want it to like kill your experimentation phase or your creativity is be aware of what you're diving into because you're like, well, I love fashion. So I'm doing a lot of fashion shit now. Do you want to be a fashion model? Or do you want to be a fitness coach? Because if that shit starts to go viral, you will not get any more fucking leads in your business period. Now, again, you guys can hang me out to dry when you do get leads after that goes viral in the future. Because again, it's not like I'm a fucking expert in the algorithm. But you need to be hyper aware of that because if we start posting try and haul, try and haul, try and haul, or like just random fashion content that has nothing to do with fitness at all, and those are the only videos that go viral, what will happen is anything about fitness will not get anywhere. And that's just Mm -hmm. how it is. So what we need to be aware of is attention or awareness-based content that draws eyes to you as an individual, not something that isn't tied to Sammy's emotions. So like the sex video technically isn't going to help the business, all right, when Brian's posting it. However, it also is because it's in-depth vision into Brian's brain, Brian's relationship. And when you look at Brian's relationship as an individual wants to scale a business, scale his relationship, scale his fitness goals, it ties into it instead of just just posting a fucking fashion video. Feel me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The try-on haul, because I looked at the try-on haul that you did. I actually like that one more than us just talking about random fashion shit. Feel me?
9: Totally. Yeah. I'm not doing it like cool. in I'm not doing it a lot. It's like once every two weeks I'll sprinkle a little one in there just to like yeah. s- see how it does and an experiment like that. And then every other day it's like it's coach stuff. Like I'm not just posting only fashion stuff. It was just to kind of see if that the would
1: send it into the algorithm. To answer, and I want you to answer this after this. And I want you to write an in-depth breakdown and post it in the group for me is mm-hmm. what does Sammy want to be known for on social media? And who is Sammy actually trying to help? Okay. Now, this is an exercise that all of you guys hate me for making you do it. All right. This is an exercise that everybody gets annoyed that I make them do. But it's one that is needed if you actually want to start seeing traction on social media. Because the dream is for all of you guys to never have to post up a CTA again. You just have clients flooding to you. Correct? Right. Everybody thumbs up if that's what you want. Can anybody guess how many fucking applications Kenny has gotten in the last four days? Just drop some guesses in the chat box. Me and him just did a podcast about this. All right, 22, Chris. Any other guesses, guys? All right, 57, 62, 30. Kenny's gotten 47 applications in three days when he was at the Elite Match and Mastermind, not doing anything on his social media. Why? Because he is now who he wanted to be. He is the person he wanted to be known for. How did we do this? I literally ripped him apart on content audits. I said, you are a nobody and you need to start approaching your content from the aspect of everyone sees you as a nobody and until you are a somebody that's going to continue down that path. So what he did is he took a step back. He, number one, admitted to himself who the fuck he was after Brian's speech at the first Elite of Mastermind. He's like, I've been doing this shit for 15 fucking years. I'm an expert in this field. I know what I'm doing. He then attached his name to other successful people in his niche and figured out his niche, like the back of his fucking hand, started doubling down on all content that was working. And now his content is exploding. He's getting followed by UFC fighters and coaches and respected individuals across the fucking world in a big way, getting applications flooding his account with him doing zero CTAs and more. But that all stemmed from me literally saying, what the fuck are you doing in this industry? And what do you want to be known for? He's like, I want to be the best strength and conditioning coach for all MMA fighters on the fucking planet. Why? And then he had an explanation. You can't answer that for me or yourself. That's the problem. All right. Brian wants to be the number one business coach for personal trainers in the fucking market. Why? He can give you a full explanation of how we struggled. We have no direction. We saw a bunch of other business coaches, fucking people, stealing their goddamn money. The freedom that we experienced from fitness coaching. He's explained it to you guys a million times. Does this make sense, Sammy? Make sense? Everybody thumbs up if it does. Yeah. This isn't for your niche, it's for you, Mm
4: -hmm.
1: right? Because that's how we find our voice. We don't find our voice just from experimenting. Yes, we need to, but we find it from leaning into what the fuck we actually want to do in these industries, feel me?
9: Yes, yeah, 100%.
1: Good, B, I gotta go, I gotta peace out. I got another mastermind, I gotta go fucking join into for an open Q&A for content-wise. Guys, that right there, I would like everybody to do, please. What the fuck are you doing here? What do you want to be known for on social media? Do that exercise, post it in the group that you are in so I can read it and give you value. Deal? Thumbs up. I love all y'all. Go get to work. Peace.
0: Just wanted to take a quick minute to say, I want to change your life. What's up, Joseph?
10: Hey, how are you? Good, How are you doing? Good. All right. So I have a question for a 14-day challenge, okay. but I'm going to give you a little bit of a backstory first. So the backstory is I worked at a gym that was right around the corner from my old high school. When I first started working there, I reached out to the athletic director and I got a few teams into the gym to work with me. Yep. One of them was my old soccer coach. Now that I no longer work at the gym, the soccer coach reached back out to me, asking me to train them at the high school uh, weight room. Which I have no problem doing because I'm always there anyway. So I was like, okay, cool. But this coach is also the president of a local soccer club. And at the height of the soccer club, they had over 70 teams involved in it. Yep. So I was thinking that I could work out a deal with him and be like, oh hey, I'll give you a discount on the training if I can do a 14-day challenge through the soccer club. And I just wanted to like get your advice on it and see if that's a good idea, if I should, you know, go for that and how would I go about it? I've tried to do some 14 day challenges in the past, um, but I'm still working on building my network. So um, I really didn't have anyone join it. So I figured, you know, because my network isn't as big, I can kind of leverage this opportunity that I have in my favor and do a big 14 day challenge through like an email blast of like the entire soccer club. Yeah. I just want to get your thoughts.
0: First things first. So he already hired you for to do
10: training at the local high school. He was talking to me about it. Yeah, I've known him since like for years. So he was like, "Oh, I know you're not working at the gym anymore, but like, I would love for you to come down if you're interested." And I was like, "Yeah, sure," because I've trained the the guys for like the past three years, and I did kind of feel bad because I'm no longer training them anymore, and um, and I love being on the field and hanging out with them. So I was like, "Yeah, you know, like, that's not a problem." But then my brain started, you know, seeing the opportunity that right there that he was the president and I can maybe leverage that. Yep. So
0: dude, I don't think, so this person's first, I don't think you need to do a discount because he's already hired you. So I would, I would secure the deal in person or on the phone or whatever. And then I would be like, also, I want to give you value and I want to help out your entire organization and I'll do it for free for 14 days just to help the boys get started. Cause I really wanna like, just give as much value as I possibly can. And in return, I would just want some testimonials for the boys and maybe if they wanna continue working with me, they can, but I wanna work with all of your boys for free for 14 days going to give them nutrition, oh, no,
10: not the boy, the parents like email blast the parents of like, hey, like um, we, we take health and fitness very seriously at this soccer clinic. We want to branch that out to the parents. We're going to do a free 14 day challenge. Even better. You know, yeah.
0: So it's the same thing. But you just do the parents instead of the boys. OK. Yeah. So it's like I want to give everyone value. So like I just want to give back to you guys the way that you guys have given to me. So this is what I would love to do. It's so no charge, no catch, completely free. I would love to help you out. Are you, you know, would you be down for that? Okay. 100%. You don't need to do a discount because if you do a discount, you're insinuating that like you're giving him something. But the way you position okay. is you want to position it like I'm giving you something. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. Discounts like a trade. Like I'm trading you for something, but it's like, you're not trading. He already hired you. So now you just want mm-hmm. to uh, do a value add. Also, because you hired me, I'm going to do 14 days of free training for every single person in the organization. All the parents, all the kids, it's going to be fucking awesome
10: for all the parents, whatever. Okay, cool. Is that helpful? Yeah, that's awesome. Great. Thank you so much. You're welcome, bro. I got you. What's up, Mel?
11: Hey, Brian. Can you hear me?
0: I sure can. How can I help you?
11: Okay, cool. So yesterday I had a client try to, or a prospect book a phone call and she booked the phone call, but then because of the answer that she gave with the pre-qualifying questions on the calendarly, I went back to her and asked her like, you know, how important is this journey to you? Just to kind of bring that, Out a bit more with her, and I wasn't like I got advice from another coach, and it wasn't the fact that it was I was rude about it. She took it as a very personal question, and anyway, she ended up canceling the call. So I was kind of wondering, how do you? What What are some good questions that you put on say, calendly that would help to qualify these people a little bit better than where I don't feel like I'm? I don't know. I don't
0: know. (laughs) You're asking the wrong question. You're asking the wrong question. You're questioning your intuition. Why did you reach out to her in the first place? She reached out to me. I know. Why did you reach out to her after she booked the call?
11: Because she came up with the price objection. And the number one thing is, too, is that the Calendly questions that I have were conflicting. She was telling me that she was serious about changing her life. But at the same time, it wasn't important to her.
0: So like, so tell me the exact questions that are on your Calendly so I'm not paraphrasing.
11: Oh, do you mind if I just,
0: I'll just bring that up real quick. Yeah, Yeah, you can send it. If you want to send it to the chat, I'll take a look at it right now.
11: Oh, okay. I think I have a screenshot of it. Uh, here. Um,
5: or you can read I it. it works.
11: I'll just read it out to you. Okay. Sorry. Hold on a second.
0: Sure. no worries. I'm assuming it's what's your main struggle on a scale one to ten. How important is it to you to make a change? Something like that?
11: Something along those lines. Um, I just want to get the exact wording.
0: So we, should, we should have some elevator. It was
11: a... It was a suggestion that I got from another coach.
0: It's not a bad idea at all, by the way. Like, I think having questions. Yeah. By the way, for everybody listening, do I recommend everyone having questions in their calendar? No. I don't think everybody needs to.
9: Okay.
0: If you're tending to book calls with people and there's unqualified prospects showing up, I think it can be helpful. I think when you're first getting started, you should literally take every fucking sales call that you possibly can because you need to practice. Once you get a little bit more experience and you're making like three to five K a month and you don't need to be on every single sales call, I think you can start blocking people. But at first, I think every single sales call should be taken. That being said, do you have your questions?
11: So yeah, the first one is if if my most trusted friend advised me to invest a number outside my budget on fitness coaching that would guarantee my dream goal would come true, I would. And she said, see, it is too big of a risk and that it's not that important and she'll survive if she doesn't if she doesn't achieve it. And then the second one is are you positive that you show up for the call? I I value my time and yours. And she said, yes, I'm serious about changing my life.
0: Mm, I don't like those questions.
11: Okay. So do you have any suggestions on how I could better <laughs> word those?
0: The first question is, sounds weird. Read me the first question again.
11: If my most trusted friend advised me to invest a number outside of my budget on fitness coaching, that would guarantee my dream goal would come true. I would.
0: I think you just need to ask what uh, what's your budget for coaching. And then I would put like, $300 plus I don't really have like if my budget is tight but if the program guarantees results I'm committed would be option two and then option number three would be like I can't afford it
11: so I that again the say the options again 300 plus
0: I would say 300 plus this is just I'm paraphrasing if anybody wants to some answers yeah. it, into the chat I don't have my legion document on me right now what is Brian, it go ahead
11: right
4: I can give you the questions that you told me okay, to right and they work really well for me Okay. Um, so I have two questions. The first one is looking at the scale, how important is it for you to hit your current weight loss muscle gaining goals? And I can put them in the chat after. And then there is actually like a scale. So it's like on the like one, one to 10. One being I'm not ready so for the dependency list. And then 10 being I'm fucking excited. Let's go. Let's do this kind of deal. And then the second one is, is because I work with a lot of moms. So this might not be beneficial if you're not necessarily sure. The second one is you, you have a partner that you make financial decisions with. The first one is mm-hmm. I'm single with the winky face. The second one is I have a partner. We make financial decisions together with like the hand shaking emoji. And the third one is I have a partner but I'm in charge of my own finances with like the tossing the hair emoji. And those work really well for me because then I can I bought the objection before I even have Okay. Thank you
11: for that.
0: Question number two. I love that, Bray. Thank you so much. Question number two, are you looking for a coach to help you with your goals? Question mark. Like, and then the first answer could be like, Yes, I'm looking to hire a coach, exclamation mark. The second question could be like, maybe dot, dot, dot. I'd need some more info. And the third question be like, no, I just want some free information. Uh Uh-huh. That's basically asking them if they're willing to pay without asking them if they're willing to pay.
11: Gotcha. Okay. Cause I'm, I'm finding that I like the three calls that I had this week were from my 14 day challenge and uh, two of them went for almost 45 minutes and it was just offloading like mental health struggles. and that, which, which is what I found you and Bray's conversation very helpful with, but yeah, I just, yeah, I think I needed to change this qualifying stuff. So
0: I appreciate last that. I'm, last thing I'm going to say is you're right to change the qualifying stuff in this instance but don't change your process because a prospect doesn't like the way that you approach them. Like the fact that you questioned whether or not this call should be taken and you sent their message and she took offense and you're like, oh shit, maybe I need to change my process. Like in this instance, you were right. 90% of the time you guys will change your process because somebody says something that, they, that like, like the reason we have qualifying questions is to qualify or disqualify people. And so if we're disqualifying somebody we're like, Hey, you know, Sammy, I just noticed in your type form that you said that you're not you know, ready to hire a coach. I just wanted to check in. Are you just looking for a little bit of free info? Are you looking, and she's like, I'm offended. And she cancels. Like that's, she wasn't going to buy shit anyways.
11: You know? cool. Okay. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. No
0: Bye. Bye. Anthony,
1: what's up, brother?
10: What's going on? I just have been struggling with my sales calls the past few days. In the last four days, I had about 12 calls, which is really good. But I've also been over 12. And I'm getting the money objection a lot. And I feel like I'm going through the sales script, but it's just not, I feel like it's not working for me.
0: Okay. Well, definitely not working for you because you went over 12. So I can confirm that that belief is true. Yep. When's the last time you practiced, not got on a call? Really never. Okay. I want to ask you questions and get clarity. Sure. What, uh, how many calls have you had before this? Like I, how many clients do you have right now?
10: I have like 12 clients.
0: Oh, so you're like, you, like, you know how to sell. You're just in a fucking, yeah. like you're on a dry streak right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who here in the academy is willing to do a role play with Mr. Fucking Anthony? Say me in the chat. So first things first, I just want to say I've fucking been there. And I want to tell you a story of one of our millionaire mastermind clients. His name is Trent Harrison. Trent Harrison actually came to one of my calls and struggled the same thing. He's making 60 to a hundred thousand dollars a month right now, Anthony. So he was literally in the same shoes you were, but he went over 18. So like, by the time he came to me, he's like, bro, I'm like, he's like, I'm fucking, he's like, I'm quitting on my coaching. Like, fuck. Yeah. Me. Because like, when you go over 12, it's like, you're like, this is no longer fun. I fucking hate this. So here's my rule. Everybody writes in the chat. You go over four, book a role play. That's the rule. Over four means book a role play. At the end of the day, Anthony sales is a numbers game. We all know that. Like we all know sales is a numbers game. But like, if you go over four, book a role play, because anytime, like anything beyond over four, and you're just going to get discouraged. And you're going to roll into the next call and you're going to have that discouraged energy and they're going to sense that from you and they're not going to buy from you, not because you don't have value or that you don't know what you're talking about, but because your energy is like, they can sense that something's off, you know? Yeah. So first things first, it fucking sucks. I'm not taking that away from you. You are absolutely right. It's not working for you. So you need to practice. Last thing I want to give you because I want to give you something tactical. After every sales call, Anthony, I want you to sit down. I want you to ask yourself the question. If I could do that call again, what would I have done differently? Yeah. Again, okay. Done? That one fucking question will make sure that you get better with every call, because there's like okay. that you said at the start of the call that fucked up, and you like sense the energy shift as soon as you said it. So then you're gonna practice not saying that next time around, and making
10: sure that you get better with every single call. Gotcha. Is that helpful? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you.
0: There is one, two, three, four, five, six people that just volunteered for uh role play. So look into the chat and connect with one of these people.
10: All right. Thank you. I
0: want you to come back next week and tell me when you make a buck sale because it's going to be a- I day. got you. I will. It's going to be a good breakthrough when you do it. Bet. What's up, Veronica?
12: Hello. How are you?
0: You're doing fucking fantastic. How are you doing?
12: I feel good. I feel like I'm on the prices right. You know, like you're waiting for your name to be called off so you can spin the wheel. That's how <laughs> I old I am.
0: I <laughs> love that. I love that. I know what the price right is.
12: Okay, that's good. I'm not so old. Then. <laughs> no, good. Okay, so my big question is at what point do we need to start looking at different avenues or coaching services when you really feel like you're doing everything? You feel like you're delivering the content, but you're still not getting them the engagement and the same people message you over and over again, the same people you've had from the past. So that's I feel like I'm always stuck here, yeah. you know, so I just don't know if it's time for me to reach out one on one and get like one on one coaching. So somebody really looks at my at my content and says like look this is what you got to do this is what you got to implement because i'm doing the majority like you know not, not everybody does 100 percent. i'm doing the majority of what you guys are telling me to do mm-hmm. but i feel like i'm always getting stuck at the same point
4: okay so
0: question number one is how is your business doing
12: you know the fitness business it's up and down right it's like a roller coaster and i feel like i have this type of conversation with myself when i start losing clients so like this last two weeks i lost five clients and i'm just like oh my god this is very painful because i'm finally over the ten thousand dollar mark and then when that happens it's, i panic yeah. right and like yesterday i woke up i said i'm gonna get a client and i did i got a client okay so that's fine yeah. but i want to feel at the level where i know exactly what i'm going into my week i know exactly what i'm posting i know that I'm hitting the content that the people are like. I'm trying to get to more pain points, right? Like that's really what I'm trying to focus on.
5: Mm-hmm. Um, What's your Instagram? It, just,
12: it feels like it's not hitting. Body's by Veronica I could I changed it because Cole told me to not put my business name. Hold on.
0: So two things. One is sounds to me like I'm just gonna be transparent. It sounds to me like you're slipping uh-huh. into scarcity a little bit just because you lost a few clients. So that's just me being transparent. That's number one. Number two mm-hmm. is like your business is making $10,000 a month. Like you're doing well, you know? And even if you dip a little bit, you're still doing well. So just like keep that in mind and have that conversation with yourself because like you're doing well. Now that being said, I want to talk about this whole content thing because I think that like you're asking me the question, how do I get better at content? You can hire a content coach, but I also just want to share something with you because this is, everybody thinks views equals clients and views does not equal clients. Who here knows who Austin Prechtel is? Austin Practel has 8,000 followers. He gets between 150 to 500 views in his videos. And Austin is making $40,000 a month. So views does not equal clients. People think views equals clients. Views does not equal clients. What equals clients is you're hitting pains. And so like when people see your content, it's like, they're like, yep, that's me. You're doing a good job at your lead generation. And then you're taking care of your fucking clients. That's what equals a growing business. So if you would like to hire a content coach, you can. And there are some content coaches, by the way, in the 10K Mastermind, we're doing the best content course you guys have ever seen. Fucking hashtag what's up. But you really have to make sure that you, they know their shit because there's a lot of content coaches on the internet that don't really know what the fuck they're talking about, for lack of a better term. So if they have the views, if they have the engagement, if they have the following and they do one on one, that's the thing is like, you guys are like, okay, like I want to get like a content coach and you buy a course and it's just a course. You never talk to the person. You're in the same fucking situation you're in right now. Yeah, but that's why
12: that's why I'm reaching out to you because I trust you. So I want to know if you have any content coaches within the group that are actually offering that service on our side.
0: That are like really, really, really fucking good that I trust? No. <laughs> to be honest, like I'm just going to be transparent. Like my yeah. content coach, Devin Jatos, cost me fucking $10,000 USD a month. Um, that's not an option. Yeah. Brock 11 Johnson is a content coach on Instagram. I think he charges about five dollars to $10,000 a month, a little bit more than that. Content coaches that do actual one-on-one, there's not a lot that I'd recommend. I'll send you one name that might be useful. I'll send you one name that might be useful. I don't know if he does one-on-one, but i will the only person that I do know, I'll send it to you on Instagram. Actually, no. I shouted him out on last podcast. It's Instacoach Mike. We had to chat about Coach Mike. Me and Cole have worked with him. I don't know if he does one-on-one. Funny thing about Instacoach Mike is Instacoach Mike actually bought the CLA to learn our business coaching shit, which is hilarious. But and we knew he was doing that. But that's okay. We still gave it to him because we're fucking bees. Uh, that's his Instagram. So I don't know if he does one-on-one though. I don't know if he does one-on-one. Now, I just want to give advice for everybody listening on the podcast right now. Okay. Because this is important. Veronica Vargas is making $10,000 a month and she's been in the academy for like a year and a half, two years. So she's doing all the things. She's getting the fucking results. She's like making the money. She's looking for the next level. If you just joined the academy like a month and a half ago. Two months ago or four months ago and you're like oh, i need a content no you fucking don't you need to show up and you need to get fucking feedback now in veronica's case she's showing up she's getting feedback and for some reason she's not breaking through so she might need a little bit more one-on-one everything is contextual what the fuck is anthony is he still here what's up bro how many followers did you have six months ago 1.5k and how many followers do you have right now
7: 41.5k maybe 42. You. thank <laughs> you how long was that that was six months Yeah, and then, you know, it happens overnight, really. But I post every single day for six, seven months straight. That's what fucking happens. So
0: that is the advice for you, Veronica. I would recommend uh, you check that out. Bray, how many followers did you have when you first started? Just make sure that we fucking hammer this point home.
4: It's like 650 on Instagram and then like 10,000 on TikTok. What do you got right now? It's a variety of uh, 7,000 almost on Instagram, 28,000 on TikTok, and I have over 80,000 on Facebook.
7: Thank you. Well,
5: cool. Veronica, was that helpful? But
12: we're, but we're talking about like I'm talking about like I have 500 followers on Instagram and has not budged.
0: Hey, I I agree. That's why I'm giving you the advice. I gave you the fucking Instagram handle, but I'm also talking to 5,000 people that listen to my podcast. So like, I'm gonna go hire a one-on-one content coach. Yeah. And then you shouldn't fucking do that. You should fucking follow the course. If you're stuck, listen. And you're 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 not a person that doesn't implement because you're at $10,000 a month. You don't get to 10k by being a dumbass. So you're obviously very smart. You just need a little bit more guidance. So that's the bam. That's what I'd recommend. I just dropped
8: it in the okay. chat. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Is that helpful?
12: Yes, absolutely.
8: Perfect. Brady, what's up? What's up, Brian? How you doing, brother? Good, good.
0: How are you? Doing absolutely fantastic. Having the best day of my life. How can I help you today, brother?
8: I have a question. It's kind of was covered a few times, like similar questions. So Selena kind of asked about it, but I have been making content. I made a couple of like recipe videos and one like blew up, blew up. So I'm just trying to figure out like how to go about keeping up with it. So, I posted it in the CLA. It was at fourteen thousand. It's now four hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah. Views. What's your Instagram? Muscles underscore Malone.
5: I think I've looked at your page before. Muscles. There you go. Yep. So okay.
8: I've gotten like fifteen hundred new followers from it, and has a shit ton of likes. So I've been trying to keep up with it. It's the protein mug cake one right there. So, and it's like super simple. Like, dude, I mean, you should
0: do another recipe of this. You should do a, uh, like a fucking.
8: I just did another, like a blueberry crumble one. I just posted it right now, right there. Similar idea. So we'll see how that one does. But when did you post The this? question really is like, I don't want to become like the recipe guy, right? Like obviously nutrition is important, but it's not really a pain point. So maybe make something that talks about a point pain point. I mean, it says like, do you have a sweet tooth before bed? But I don't know.
0: Do you mind if I play it with sound?
8: Yeah, no. So you make
0: a great point. And the great point is that I had a sex video blow up like me and Kirsten talking about our sex life. It blew up to 4 million views. And I literally looked at Kirsten. I was like, we're not doing another video about that. She's like, what? I was like, I don't want to be the fucking sex coach. Like, I'm not like, that's not my intention. That being said, I do think that like your videos, your recipe videos are highly relevant. So if Kirsten and I did a video about like how we started our business in Bali, I would do another fucking video about that because that would like relate with my avatar and bring people in. So people that are making low carb recipe videos are people that are on a fat loss journey. So I would do more videos like that because those people will come into your content. Should that be the only content that you post? Fucking absolutely not. But would it be a content pillar? A hundred percent because the algorithms like, hey, fucking do more of this stuff. So this is good. I'm going to teach you what to look for when you're analyzing a viral video. So let's go. First things first is the first thing I want to look for you guys when you're looking at a viral video is what is the first three seconds?
8: like you just need something sweet before you go to bed? This two-minute protein mug cake is just the thing for you. okay So if you're like me, and you all right, sco- we're starting off with one scoop of chocolate protein powder. So if you like
0: me and you need something sweet before you go to bed, now I'm curious what you started this one with.
8: Thirty grams of protein for breakfast and under-
0: boom—that's not the same fucking hook. Get it? Thirty grams of protein for breakfast and under two. Boom—that's not the same fucking hook. This is this is the hook.
8: If you're like me and you feel like you just need something sweet before you go to bed, boom—that's the fucking hook. You better fucking jump on that because people
0: on the podcast are like, oh my God, I can't hear that. You get it? This yeah. first first thing, first thing I'm looking for, what is the first three seconds of the video? Now, I'm not just looking for the first three seconds of the video in the language that I use. I also want to see the actions that you're taking.
8: If you're like me and you feel like you just need something sweet before you go to bed, this two-minute protein mug cake is just the thing for you.
0: Boom. So like you're fucking eating the protein mug cake in the first three seconds. I'm, I'm interested to see what you're doing here.
8: 30 grams of protein for breakfast in under two minutes. All right, we're starting. See, that's not not nearly as sexy
0: as that fuck as this is. If you're like
8: me and you feel like you just need something sweet before you go to bed, it's fucking banger.
0: That's a banger hook. Right. So it's not just everybody read this in the chat. It's not just what's the video about. It's what's the hook of the video. That's the most important thing. What's the fucking hook? Because the hook is what caused people to stop scrolling in the first place. So if you're like me and you need something sweet when you wake up,
8: bam. Yeah.
0: Get it? Yeah. I, like, I like the before bed too. I think that's fucking sick. I think it's just like a really cool catchphrase. So my advice, double down on shit like that. Now, what I would also do is I would look at, so who's your avatar? New your dad. dad's perfect. Okay, cool. So this is perfect. I'm assuming you got some DMS.
8: I didn't really, nobody DM me dad. I had one, uh, type form. I just don't, can I,
0: can we change this? Cause I fucking hate this. Yeah, sure. Okay. So I helped new dads lose 10 pounds while still drinking beer and eating pizza. Just write it out. Okay. I would say DM me dad bod for info. I think that's fucking funny. Okay. DM me dad is just like, what do you mean? DM me dad. Are you going to be my fucking dad? I don't know. Right. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. So like DM me dad for info on coaching programs. Make sense. Like you got to make yeah. it fucking bam, make it super fucking clear. DM me dad is like, are you my dad? I don't get it. So this is like one of the pillars, bro. Okay. Yeah. This is one of the pillars. Now you've got a pillar. Now you just need to find another pillar. So th- this is a pillar though. And the pillar that I'd lean into is the hook. And the hook would be the first thing. If you're like me and you need something, bam. You're like me and you need something sweet before you go to bed, bam. I would do another three videos like that this week. Um, okay. i would lean into that. I would change up your bio to make it more, I wanna make it more appealing. I also think that if you're gonna go viral, you gotta fucking change up your profile picture too. And I want it to look more professional. My definition- I hope this
13: doesn't make me look
0: bulky. So, this would be like professional. Is like clean photo. It's easy to recognize. You're cutting out the background. Another example of professional would be uh, Devin Jato, who's my content coach. Clean, see his face. Purple background goes with his brand. So is that just on Canva? I hope this doesn't doesn't
13: make me look bulky.
0: Muscle Malone, where are you? You, What I would easiest way to do it is uh, yes, Canva. Like if you, I can just show you right now if you want. You guys can also get a sneak preview of my fucking content course. Look how much shit is going into this. These are all modules that I've. I'm excited about it. Uh, We're gonna go to uh, Instagram Story, and then Instagram Story. This would be how you do this, and then I'm gonna create a blank story. I'm gonna upload any photo, so I can do upload. Let's say I want to do this. Actually, no, I'm gonna delete that. All right. Let's say I want to do this one as an example. Make it bigger, and then I could click on the photo right here, and then I just go edit photo and background mover, just like that. And then if I wanted to make the background uh, blue, this is where I'm gonna fucking hopefully not fuck this up. There we go. Blue, Bam. Obviously you wouldn't do with that photo. You'd want a photo where you're actually smiling and you look great and you can see your face, but you get the concept. Then I would save this and this would be my profile picture for Instagram. Cool. Dude, you're onto something fucking run with it.
8: Yeah. And then one other question related, I like, obviously like panicked. I was like, how do I leverage this? So I boosted a post. I don't even know what that does, but I boosted a CTA. I don't, I mean, and it's gotten more views, but it hasn't, I mean, a, a few people have DM'd me off the CTA, but try to do anything like that or just leave it.
13: You yeah. want
0: to know what I would be doing if I were you? You want know my advice? Yeah. All day, every day, while that video is going viral, I'd be on my stories with all the social proof of all the dads that are losing weight by eating shit that they love in my program. Okay. So there's all new eyes to your page. Yeah. All day, every day, while that video is going viral, I'd be like, look at all these clients that are in my program getting crazy results. If you're interested, DM me dad bod for info. Sweet. I also think that's a cool angle, redefining what dad means. Cause it's like me, dad, bot friend, Cool.
8: Thank you. Is that helpful?
0: Yeah, for sure. Dude, you're onto something lean into it. Yeah. Thank you. Cool. Cameron, what's up? By the way, if you guys are getting value, just drop a hell yes. In the chat, we're sticking around. We're fucking rocking and rolling and we're going deep today. All right, You're going deep. How you doing, brother? How can I do? Fantastic. Um, mate, How
13: you? Two questions. So first one, do you, in the course content in the C L A material, Is there a a flow chart at all that you guys have made for like the steps of every process for like what the online business should look like as it grows? Like from lead gen to getting a call, like a triage call to then, you know, DM scripts and all that sort of stuff. I just, and I don't know if that exists, but. I sort of am overwhelmed with how many different steps of the process there are in terms of everything, and when I can sort of visually see it, it makes more sense in my head. The answer is no; that, it doesn't exist. That it
0: doesn't exist, but that actually is very clever, and I like that. So, can you clearly define what you mean by like the steps in the process? Are you talking about yeah, like? So, you, are like, you talking about like how do I book a call, or is it like what does the entire business model look like, or like you know what I mean? Like, what exactly are you struggling with,
13: mate? Just everything, like. Probably more just, I guess, uh, the customer experience from like lead gen to then becoming a lead to then becoming a customer to then have they come in directly or are they going through a 14-day challenge? And then once they become a customer, you know, what that process looks like, then the maintaining them, the contact points, how often, just that sort of stuff. The only reason I ask is sort of in jiu-jitsu, very complex martial art, and there's a lot of different positions. And so basically what they'll do for kids and i'll claim it the other kids they'll go through like the major positions and then what you're you know are you doing an escape from here are you doing an attack from here are you doing a sweep from here and then you'll have options and so it's easier to sort of break down when you're fucking up and where you might need to go or even highlighting okay i keep getting stuck in this position i need to focus more attention here i'm losing customers at this point as i said if it doesn't exist that's cool
0: so number one it doesn't exist but number two i think that's fucking brilliant lauren Lauren's my executive assistant. Hi, Lauren. Can you do me a favor? Can you contact Janelle and tell her about this idea? We're an hour and 28 minutes into the pod chats. Can you get her to listen to an hour and 27 minutes in and then listen to Cameron's iPhone? And can we work on that project and get that done by next week? So we don't have it, but we will. Number two. Yeah, you're Lauren, based. Can you do me a favor, Lauren? And can you connect Cameron and Shay in a group chat? Cameron, what week are you in, bro?
13: Uh, no idea. I think I've been like maybe four or five months. i got no idea, dude. No idea. <laughs> because okay. i paid it up front so okay. I, like, okay. I've
0: got no- that's okay that's okay how many clients do you have cameron i just want to know where your business is at
13: mate i've only got three online yeah okay. yeah i've got a lot of face-to-face clients from my gym so i'm okay. trying to transition out of my gym over the next like sort of three four years
0: okay can you lauren can you set up cameron with Shal to do a momentum call and just fill Shal in on exactly what's going on with cameron he's a little bit overwhelmed but he needs some like specific steps next steps so i want to make sure you get what you're looking for So we don't have it, but we're going to build it by next week. And I'm going to set you up in a group chat with Chow. All right.
13: Cool. Yeah. And then the second question, bro, was, and I know Cole's answer would have been, oh, it's contextual. So I'll just give you a context. I've got 700 Instagram followers. So my question is in terms of producing content, especially spoken head videos. So I can punch out one of them every day or two pretty quickly if I just pick the concept free flow and then cut it down. And it looks pretty smooth. It's pretty good. I don't know whether to do that and have more content or really take a lot more time and produce say another video that might be 15, 20% better, but it'll take me three days, four days to get one out. What's your Instagram? Protrain underscore fitness, P-R-O-T-R-A-I-N underscore fitness.
0: I'll tell you exactly what I would do if I was in your position, Cam, is I yep. would do volume. The answer is volume and volume. And then as you get busier and as you get better, you can focus more time on quantity, but the reason I would focus on, like, you're good on camera, you're good at talking. So just fucking talk to the camera. And then once you do more yep. of get like used to talking on camera, then you can come to content audits and be like, hey, I spoke to Brian on podcasts. He told me to just produce more content. Then Cole can be like, okay, instead of this, say this. But right now, volume, yep. I, I can't coach you on what to say. Yeah, as an example, guys, like, a lot of you guys are like, I need to create high quality content like Brian and Cole. But it's like the quality of the content doesn't matter if the message is dog shit. And so if the message of the action yeah, yeah. yep. hasn't fucking hit, increasing the quality of the video won't help. And the only way to get a better message is to practice communicating what you want to say to your avatar. You're really good at talking, Cam. I can tell by the way you're presenting yourself on this podcast and the way that you're asking questions. So I think you just need to get volume out. And let's post for like Sweet. let's do 30 to 60 videos. And then after 30 to 60 videos, let's get feedback on those videos. Once we get feedback on those videos, then we can get better at just talking. And like, those are the videos that are performing the best for some of our clients is just like, if you know how to talk, just talk, bro. Just talk.
13: And dude, just a question. So there's one of those videos. I don't know if you can pull up my Instagram, but basically I did a video and it was sweet on Instagram, sweet on Facebook. And it was just, it was literally a video as I was driving about, um, talking about how to not drink. If you go out to social occasions, it's the, um, see that one that says worst. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was that one. Anyway, it was all, all good on Instagram and Facebook. And then TikTok flagged it as a dangerous activity. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Is it possible that it's because I'm driving? Yep, 100%. This is the worst scenario where you've got heaps of free piss. People don't, don't even need
0: to. It also might be because you're talking about drinking. So I think it's because you're driving, but it also might be because you're talking about drinking.
13: Just FYI. I'm talking about not drinking. Yeah, still. So the, the, whole, the, the whole video is about how to how to get around drinking in social events with peer pressure you can absolutely um, turbocharge your fat loss by cutting out alcohol i'm on my way to an engagement party i think it's because you're driving it's because you're driving right okay all right cool so they're pretty sensitive about that stuff here? Yeah? they're very sensitive about that stuff okay because yeah instagram and facebook were sweet with it but all good okay thank you brother really appreciate the help
0: we'll get that full chat book for you asap and i'll make sure we send it over to pro train fitness when we do lauren
13: Awesome. awesome. Thanks so much,
3: man. Really appreciate it. You're welcome, brother.
13: Arthur, what's we'll
3: up? Hey, what's up, Brian? How you doing, brother? Best day ever, man. Love that. My question is about dealing with haters. I had a reel, it was a connection post that I made and it took off. It's the highest performing reel I've ever had and it's attracted like it's got around fifty thousand views now. And uh it's just got like probably 300 comments or so, and like 75% of them are just people that are just bullies. And there's just been a lot of hate and rationally, I know, like, I don't feel like I take a lot of these comments personally. But emotionally, like I yesterday, I was just feeling it like this weird, gross feeling of knowing all this hate was being directed at me for some reason. So I just was wondering if you had any tips on like, just this is a new experience for me. So just like dealing with hate online and being okay with that.
0: Yeah. So first things first is I feel for you. I know what that feels like. It fucking sucks. But I will let you guys all of you guys know on this call, Write this in the chat. If you want to go viral, you're going to get the smoke. And that's just like across the board. Now, I'm going to give you some advice and I'm going to relate with you because I know what it feels like to get an astronomical amount of hate out of fucking nowhere when you're like not expecting it. It's very, very fucking rough. And I'm going to share a video with you that I did that was my most viral reel. And I literally had to turn the fucking comments off because it was fucking crazy. So I'm going to share my screen and show you what happened to me. So this video has 1.2 million views and I had to turn the fucking comments off because. I did coke on my honeymoon. I was out of the bar, I was wasted, and I asked the bartender if he had any drugs. The next thing I remember is being in the bathroom stall, dumping some out, and sniffing it up my nose. I was fucking embarrassed. I was ashamed and I felt alone. I also didn't want to tell my wife because I didn't want to ruin or taint the memory of our honeymoon. It took me six months to come clean to her, but I finally did tell her. It broke her fucking heart, but it made me realize that I didn't want to be that person anymore. That night is the single biggest regret of my life, and it's also the reason that I committed to never, ever, ever putting myself in an environment where I'd be tempted to do drugs ever again. See, all of us have done shit that we're ashamed or embarrassed of, and it's not until we accept full responsibility for those actions that we can start stepping into our power and become the man or woman that we were meant to become. So I thought it was a good message. I was pretty fucking pumped on it. It was also something that was super vulnerable to me because I'm like, I literally confessed that I did cocaine on my honeymoon, which I think is fucking embarrassing, especially because I'm a recovering drug addict and I'm on my honeymoon, I'm just doing drugs. But The comments, bro, I literally had five to 7,000 comments that were like, you're a pussy. Like you don't, you're one line and you think you're Pablo Escobar. It was like, dude, it was like ruthless. And I'm talking like, of the comments were just absolutely savage. So I turned the comments off. So my usual advice would be like, hate is a good thing. It fucking helps you grow. And for the most part, like I will just, I will just like not like, this is everybody writes this down. Never feed into the hate ever. Like, don't be the person that's like reply. Like I, this is something I used to struggle with. And I realized how much value it was taking from my life because for me to feed into your hate, is for me to lower myself to your level. So if I have a hater online and I'm like, oh, I'm just, fuck that hater. I'm gonna reply to that hater's video comment with a fucking video to prove him wrong that I know what the fuck I'm talking about. It's like, you just became the hater. It's like, our goal is to be positive influences on social media. So we don't wanna feed into the hate. So like, that's rule number one is I never feed into it. So if I get hate on my videos, I'm like, thank you so much, see you later. Like, thank you so much, have a nice day. And this is like something I've really started really started doubling down on like this year especially because i'm like i don't want to be the guy that like stoops to somebody else's level because somebody else has negative perception of me that's rule number one rule number two arthur is like if it's fucking getting to me and like this video was the only one in the last while that actually got to me i just turned off the fucking comments i'm like it's not worth it and then what happened when i turned off the comments for the next fucking two months i had people coming to my page be like you turn off the comments you fucking
13: pussy and i'm like i don't want to talk to you bro like, you're the reason I turned I'm off if I left it on the table to send. Surely not.
0: I don't want to fucking talk to you. So, like, of course, I'm turning off the comments. So, bro, don't engage. Number one. Number two, if it's getting to you, turn off the comments. Number three, if you align with the message, keep the message up. And number three, if you don't align with the message, take it down. Right. Because sometimes, like, for me, sometimes I posted a video where it's like, it was like aggressive or it was like, I didn't actually align with it and I was doing it for views or whatever. And when I got hate on that video, it felt really shitty because I didn't even align with that message. So I'm like, I posted something I didn't align with because I thought it was going to get views, and now it's getting hated on. Now I feel like a shitty person because I didn't even want to post in the first place. But if you actually align with the message, like I do align with that message. Like I did coke on my honeymoon. It was fucking embarrassing. I don't fucking like it. So I kept it up. I turn off the comments because I don't need fucking commentary from people that are doing casual drugs every weekend. I think that's cool because I don't care. Does that make sense? So don't engage. And if it's getting to you, turn off the fucking comments.
3: 100% appreciate that. And I absolutely stand by the post that I made. I do believe in the message. And so I'm Thinking about doubling down and making more posts like that, which is probably going to draw up more hate. So I just need to like prepare myself for that. So I appreciate that advice. Thank Dude, you. I
5: think
0: I love that. If you're going to go viral, it's going to come with smoke. Yeah. So don't engage. Don't feed into it. Just like as hard as it is, like, just don't look at the fucking comments as they're coming in. Just don't engage. Because as soon as you start engaging, as soon as you start reading them, even though you know consciously, you're like, I'm not a piece of shit. I'm not a bad person. It's like, it starts to get to you after a while.
3: Mm-hmm. Thanks, Brian.
0: Here you, bro. I see you. Coach Corey, what up? Taylor, I'm going to take your question because you fucking waited the whole time. So I'm going to take it. What's well, up? What's going on, Brian? How's your conversation with your wifey?
14: It went good. So far, this uh, pod chats was definitely a lot of value. So I don't really have any questions. I just have a lot of gratitude to, to be able to give to everybody that's kind of spoke with me and given me feedback. And so the support and the feedback's been great. I've decided just to make time and not have any excuses for anything. And if that means for the time being, Minimal sleep or anything like that, then so be it. And quite frankly, it's actually kind of propelled me to do a little bit more in my waking hours. So that way I don't have to try to find a way to make up the sleep. So that's really good. Got my income goal set, kind of tar- have that plastered and reminders everywhere now where I can see it. Broke it down this morning, real finite of, you know, how many calls I need to book and how many DMs to be sent and just all of that. So I just, I got those first batch kind of out of the way this morning and it just feels good. And then right before jumping on pod chats, I actually booked a call from somebody that I just, I joined into a group because I kind of changed up my avatar a little bit off of some recommendations and jumped into a group that was specific to my avatar and did just a shared, you know, like a, an intro post and the person's like, you seem like a cool dude. I have a couple of questions and went through it and then booked a call right off of that. So Yeah, so it's all just been really good stuff. And I know it's got to take time. And I went from being in person to online where in person is easy to kind of knock on doors and see somebody face to face and convince them for training. But I didn't like convincing people. I don't like convincing people. I like them just saying, I like what you do. And this is why and then just making it seamless. So I just got to enjoy the ride.
0: Cool. I love it. And get, dude, I, I'm in the same as you. I fucking hate hard selling people. This is, which is why, like, I never tell you guys to cold DM strangers on social media. Like I'm like, don't go to hashtags or DM fucking random ass people. It's like create content. That's so fucking valuable that people seek you out. That's the goal. So I love that. And that just takes time. Yeah, that's it. And that's all I need. Love it, bro. Appreciate you. Thanks, buddy. Taylor Hinton, last not least, like you're so fucking patient. You just waited the whole time.
15: You know what? I was getting busy with other things. So if I didn't have other things, I would have already left. But thank you so much. And I'm excited uh, that you stuck around for me. So I dropped you my Instagram handle. I had been told way back by one of you guys to change my username or whatever. And then Alex just grilled me for it in a nice way. and It was like, change your Instagram handle to something more SEO friendly. And so, yeah, I'm not tied to it. My program is called Hinton Nation Coaching. I made that up when I was in like fucking high school and it just stuck and people liked it. I changed it one time and I had a few people be like, dude, you're Hinton Nation. Don't change it. That was like years and years ago. So I'm not tied to it. But like, should I change it to something super basic like Taylor Hinton Fitness or something? I don't know. Mm. That kind of makes me want to puke a little bit. But if it means I'm going to get more views and more eyes, then like I'll do it.
8: Mm.
0: So that's a, this is really good. I'm glad you're asking this question. I think that do you like your name?
15: I like it because it's been it's been my thing since the beginning of Instagram for
0: me. So if you like it, don't change it. That's my philosophy, straight up. Like, if you like it, don't change it. I have uh, somebody just DM me the other day, Taylor, and he's like, I can get you Brian Mark. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I can just like, get you the fucking username Brian Mark. Do you want it? I'm like, no, I fucking like my name. <laughs> I like my fucking name. You know, mm-hmm. I like my name. So if I go here, one sec, it's Taylor Hinton. When I search Taylor Hinton, you're the fucking first name that pops up.
15: Well, let me push back. That's not fair because like you've pulled up my account a few times before. You and I follow each other. It's going to push me to you anyway. So there's that. And then let me ask you this. Let me ask you from a different perspective. You have all the wisdom that you have, but you're only making $10,000 a month now. Would you then, if you were told, hey, change your profile to something that's going to be more SEO friendly, would you do it then? Like, Because you're answering from like B Mark right right now,
0: 2024. Right. I will say this is like, No matter what, like I want to have a name that I fuck with. That's across the board. So, like, dude, when I was a business coach for online trainers, I was B Mark Fit. When I was a fitness coach for online trainers, I was B Mark Fit. I didn't change my name to like the online trainers trainer because I'm like that's fucking stupid. I don't want to do that. It's like my philosophy on what you're saying is I'm the fucking brand. Yeah, it's me. I'm the fucking brand. So, like, the way that I view this is like, yes, you can change your name to something more SEO friendly, and yes, that might help you, but like. I'm the brand. Gary Vaynerchuk is the brand. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like, you can like make the decision that you're going to be the brand and you being the brand has absolutely nothing to do with the amount of views you're going to get. Mm -hmm. Yes. You might like, maybe you pop up in two or three more people's search terms by changing your name to being like, you know, a fat loss. Like um, there's a guy, what's his name? Fucking Sean. Wicked Sean.
15: Uh, with a W I think, I think I've seen that profile before.
0: Wicked Sean. Yeah, this guy's uh, I know you know who I'm talking about, right? I know who you're talking, I feel like I've seen that name before, but uh, yeah, he's like the macros guy, but his name's Wicked Sean, and we me and you both know what we're talking about because mm-hmm. he himself, the brand. Mm-hmm, he's himself mm-hmm. the brand. It's you okay, cool. Yeah. That makes
15: it easy, then I'll just keep it.
0: You're the brand, like so this is why it's good to have discussions because like the advice of like should you change your name to be more SEO friendly actually is relevant. And if you were just getting started, Taylor, and you didn't have any clients, and I would say yes. That kind of makes sense to me. But also, Mm -hmm. again, if if we, even if you were just getting started, Taylor, and you're like, I fucking really like my name, B, and I don't want to change it. I'd be like, then don't fucking change it. Unless it was something stupid like real estate agent 664447 or like, you know what I mean? Unless it was that. Like Hinton Nation, if that's been your name since day one and you like it, then don't change it. Like Mm -hmm. a couple more cool points or like SEO points if you change it to something more search friendly, maybe. But it's like, it's not something you're like, that would make me puke thinking about changing my name so that I could get, you know, like, and you wouldn't even get more views. Mm-hmm. that wouldn't change the views. It might change you popping up in a couple of people's search terms, but like right. Taylor Hinton online trainer, like that's like, that's SEO friendly as well. So that's already going to pop up. Cool. Okay. Does that make sense? I think that answers that.
15: Cool. Oh, oh, hey, I got it. Oh, are you, are you leaving now? Oh, Can good. I answer? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So I just launched my six week challenge today. Yep. i have got all my, not all, but I've got a few clients who want to fucking enter my six week challenge. And I'm like, listen, you're getting the full system, but like, what do I offer my paying client? I feel like I need to give them a fucking cookie, you know?
0: like yeah so like if you're if i would just let them know like you're getting the full coaching experience but like you can join the six-week challenge but if you're gonna join it then you need to be a fucking rock star and you do not fucking miss and you need to cheer everybody else on because you're already getting the whole experience mm-hmm. these guys are getting like a just the quote-unquote like cookie cutter program that's not as customized as you so i'm still gonna coach you in your full coaching program yeah it's like, like when you're doing the weekly challenges you're doing all the things like you need to be fucking engaged and you need to be stoked on it
15: yeah i got you well. Okay, what if one of my clients genuinely like outperforms everybody in terms of like the metrics for meeting the the challenge okay. to win? And then I, do I give my client the fucking surprise? Yes. prize? one
0: hundred percent. But like, and I would be like, this isn't even for you, but I'm gonna let you in if you literally fucking set the tone for everybody else. This is Okay, you, but I will let I you like in.
15: that. Yes, okay, I like that. Cool. That's all from me. Thanks so much,
0: man. All right, guys, that is it. That is all. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope you all have the best day of your entire life. And I'll talk to you guys in the next podcast episode. Peace. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. Hopefully you got some value. If you did, and you want to learn more about how me and my team can help you scale your online fitness business to $10,000 a month, DM me 10k on Instagram at the real Brian Mark for more information. And I'll reach out to you to see if
13: I can help you grow an online coaching business.